Welcome to Roost Radio, presented by CockyNation.com. I'm your host, Zach White, and guess what, folks? It's the final week of the regular season. I got a uh, text message from our co-writer, Ashley Wilkins, uh, earlier today saying, I can't believe we're already uh, at the end of the regular season. It's went by so fast, and I completely agreed. Uh, This season has flown by faster than any season I can remember, actually, um, just as a whole. Um, you know, looking back over this regular season, I'd say it's been a successful one so far. But guess what? We still have a big game ahead of us this weekend. Jacksonville State hosts University of Tennessee Martin. Uh, the Skyhawks are coming in, and this is the um, pseudo-OVC title game. Since we don't really have conference championships in the SCS, we just hand the trophy to whoever wins the round robin. And in this case, we're going to have a weird share of a title no matter what, but we all know we are, we're the only ones that want that trophy, right? Good. Uh, so let's get right down to it. Uh, folks, this weekend we got a good slate of games. Again, the final week of the regular season for Jacksonville State, uh, but we have a good slate across the OVC and the top 25. Uh, first up, let's talk about uh, – the, there are three games at 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we'll leave JSU for last. Uh, first up, Eastern Illinois and Eastern Kentucky. Uh, this game, the Panthers sitting at 500 and Eastern Kentucky at a low 3-7. and seven. I've got to give the edge here to Eastern Illinois. We're going to call that one 21-17 in the Panthers' favor in a low-scoring game. We're going to just say it's a low-scoring game because it's going to be cold. Um, on top of that, you also have uh, Tennessee State 6-4 and four, started off hot this year, but have fallen uh, down the stretch, and they are playing Southeast Missouri State at 3-7. and seven. Um, This game, this is an interesting game, and I'm actually going to call SEMO in the upset on this one. I'm going to say this one is 28-24 in favor of the Red Hawks. Uh, then we have at 1.30, we have Murray State and Tennessee Tech. This game is a game of really uh, high-flying offenses and really bad defenses. Uh, but you got to give the edge here to Murray State. I think this one in a shootout. Yeah, that's right. Guns up. Uh, 51-40 in favor of the Racers of Murray State. Uh, finally, we have a money game. Austin P is going to be paying them bills on the SEC Network at 3.30 Central Time against Mark Stoops and a Kentucky team that actually hasn't been bad this year at 5-5. Five and five. Um, Unfortunately, there's no way Austin P wins this game. Um, I'm going to call this one 51-13 in favor of the Wildcats of Kentucky, but Austin P is the real winner here because they're the ones that's getting paycheck. So that leaves us with the final game in the OVC slate, and that is JSU and Tennessee Martin. Uh, First up, let's talk about um, what all the Skyhawks have went through this season in a kind of a back doorway into um, being one of the best teams in the conference. Uh, First up, they started off the season with two FBS opponent games. Uh, first, they started off at Cincinnati. I watched portions of that game, and they uh, looked pretty good, but they lost by 21 points, 28-7, first game of the season. Then they turned around and traveled all the way out to Honolulu to play the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. And, yes, if you ever ask me, the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii have one of the coolest helmets on planet Earth. They have a legit rainbow helmet. 
and you can't tell me that that's not cool and that college football doesn't need that. Uh, but regardless, they played that game actually pretty close. Hawaii has been struggling as a program in general lately. They've been talking about actually shutting it down uh, because the University of Hawaii is just so far removed from the country that it's costing too much to have a losing program. Maybe they can get June Jones back there, but if not, uh, either way, they did have to pay UT Martin to play that game, and uh, they ended up winning. Uh, the Rainbow Warriors did 41-36, to so a close game there for UT Martin, but again a loss. They came back home and played a uh, small school, Bacone College. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've never heard of them, but they dropped 84 points on them. Yeah, so that's all you need to know. Um, so first win of the season coming against a powder puff. Uh, then they had, then they began the OVC season, and you have Tennessee Tech, W, Tennessee State, uh, their only loss of the season, 34-30. to 30. But that was a road game, and that was when Tennessee State really was at their best. They peaked around that time in early October. And then you had a pair of wins um, versus Austin P, and then at Murray State. Murray, that Murray State win is actually pretty solid, 38-31. Um, then they went on the road to play Georgia State, uh, late last month and lost that game. Since then, though, they've won three games in a row, wins at Eastern, wins against Eastern Kentucky at Eastern Illinois, who was still in the top 25 at the time, and then again at home against SEMO. Uh, so that gives you kind of the story of how UT Martin has gotten to be in this de facto OVC title game. And um, really, if you're looking at that schedule, the key win there is, of course, Eastern Illinois in the top 25 at the time. They were 24th, and they won that game on the road by 16 points. That's a really good win for their resume. And if they were to win against Jacksonville State, that would be two good road wins and probably enough to get them in an at-large bid for the playoff. And I say that, I mean, they would actually probably get the um, the automatic bid based on OVC rules. So they would get in that way. Um, but the, even even if they weren't, they still have two, two good wins on the schedule. That's about what you need, honestly, to get into the, into the playoffs these days. I know that sounds bad, but that's the truth. Um, Three out of the four losses at seven and four have come to FBS opponents, as I said. Um, that's that's really the key here. I'm, I'm kind of curious if you take away one of the FBS opponents and you take away the Powder Puff game and you swap in two decent FCS opponents out of conference, like a SoCon team, like a Wofford, and then you maybe play um, – I don't know, maybe an HBCU or something because those games are always fun. Um, you know, I, I wonder if they would be a nine-win team right now, and if they did, this game would be colossal. Uh, but either way, it's still a good game. Um, their toughest loss that they've had so far this season, you know, just throw away those FBS losses and look at that TSU game, Tennessee State, uh, 34-30. to That's really the, the loss that's kind of the chink in UTM's armor right now. And really what it boils down to is Tennessee State came in uh, to the second half and they outscored Tennessee Martin 24-14, and that was the difference in the game. Um, they really couldn't run the ball that game. They only had... 1.9 yards per carry, 49 total yards on the ground, and that was really the difference in the game. So if you want to beat Tennessee Martin, you've got to stop the run. They're not really a run-first team. Um, they are they lean more towards the pass. They've got a good quarterback, Troy Cook, most efficient quarterback in the OVCs, throwing like 
21 touchdowns, 60% almost of his uh, passes are completions. So they have a good quarterback and Cook. And then you combine that with they get four yards per carry, which is enough to win you football games. And that really creates what they have of a pretty efficient offense at 5.7 yards per play and 35 points per game, which is the number one uh, scoring offense in the conference. Taking into account also that they have a dead-even turnover ratio. They're right in the middle of the pack of the conference. They're, they have as many turnovers gained as they have lost. Uh, they're 46% on third down, 84% in the red zone. Uh, both of those are really, really high for the conference. That third down percentage of 46% is really solid nationally, honestly. Jacksonville State, for comparison, is only at 34%, which is pretty low. Um on top of that, you combine that with a really good defense. They've got a fantastic junior safety. He's a red shirt junior. I know I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to go with DJ Khaled Higgins. He's got 90 tackles. That's seventh in the OVC, top in the team. And he's tied for first in interceptions over the season with four. That's third in the OVC per game, though. He's played one extra game over um, Jalen Hill, who is also tied for first place, and um, one other guy. So the, you combine all that, and the defense is second in the OVC. And if you look at all the defensive statistical categories, you've got Jacksonville State number one, UT Martin number two, all the way across the board. And, I mean, that even shows in their FBS games, they held Cincinnati to 28 points. They held Georgia State to 31 points. And Hawaii, who is a really pass-heavy team, to 41 points. So, I mean, they – they did pretty good jobs against teams above them. The teams that are about even, they're doing a really good job averaging 23.2 points per game allowed. And that's, again, second in the conference with JSU being first to 17 points. Uh, so you've got a really good matchup here on both sides of the ball, both two very good offenses and two very good defenses. It's going to be a great show. Again, this game is the ESPN game of the week. Um, this is going to be a tough one, folks. I'm telling you right now that if you are you know, within an hour to an hour and a half of the stadium, you should probably be there for this game because this is honestly the first true test at home JSU has had this season. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, this game I could see being down to the wire, kind of like what we've seen against Chattanooga over the past few years. Um, this, this is a really good team with a good quarterback, a good, a good coaching staff, and a fantastic defense. Um, that leads the conference in interceptions. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at this game, and it's, it's a tight one. But I, I'll, I'll be honest, though, all the statistics that I've ran, um, all the stuff that uh, Charles Massey has ran, you've got an 88% chance of victory, JSU. If you p- play your cards right, the models show that you're going to win this game by 17 points. I don't think it's going to be – uh, that big of a win. I think it's honestly going to be a lot closer. I'm going to say it's going to be a seven-point victory, and we're going to go with Jacksonville State 21-14 to and a, just a brutal game. Defenses are going to dominate. I'm guessing at least one punt return or interception or something is going to go for a score, and that's going to be the difference for whoever makes that play. I think the offenses are going to be dead even, and by that I mean – I honestly don't think either offense is going to move the ball very well. Uh, both these teams stop the run. Uh, both of these teams defend the pass really well. I don't see a way that Jacksonville State or Tennessee Martin put up the numbers like you would expect them to see.
so again, I'm calling that one a 21 to 14 point victory in favor of Jacksonville State. And really what I'm going with on this is Sagarin ratings. Um, Jeff Sagarin, he does all kinds of other analytics, and you got to trust his numbers. Jacksonville State's ranked 89th right now in all of Division One. Tennessee Martin is 151st. So um, that's a pretty big jump in the FCS and quality of the team. But Tennessee Martin is a really, really good team. Don't, don't get that twisted. So I think this game is going to be close. So before we go, I do want to talk about one other thing, um, and this is something that Ashley has already talked about and our whole um, writing team has been talking about, and that's the FCS playoffs. Um, of course, you know, these playoff committee rankings, they really don't matter. They're just there to um, really just kind of stir up drama, and I saw it all over Twitter and Facebook uh, this week when the rankings came out Tuesday, people are upset about, you know, oh, why, is, why is JSU dropping the rankings when we want our games? And the thing you have to realize is that all these rankings are about style points, and so far JSU has not had them. Their biggest win is on the road at Liberty, but that was like six or seven weeks ago. So you, th- that hype has worn off. JSU was riding on that number one ranking, but – I've been saying it since the first rankings came out that North Dakota State and Eastern Washington were probably going to pass JSU in the rankings, but it doesn't really matter as long as JSU remains in the top four. If they win this weekend, come Sunday, JSU will be a top seed. And they may not be the number one seed, but they will be in one of the seeds that gets them a bye week and home field advantage. That's really all that matters. Who's number one? It's not going to matter because guess what? We're going to decide that on the path to Frisco, Texas. And with that said, I do want to talk about um, how the bracket is looking right now. Craig Haley's got a fantastic bracket projection um, if you want to go look over on the Stats FCS website. Um, But just real quick, I'm going to kind of go over how JSU looks in that bracket. Uh, Right now, JSU is the only team on the bracket from the Ohio Valley Conference and they are one of two teams from the state of Alabama, and the other one is Sanford with Coach Hatcher. They've had a pretty solid year this year. Um, I actually have been talking about Sanford football at work. I have a new coworker who played football at Sanford, so it's been kind of funny to talk hype with him against each other because it's looking like we could, if Sanford wins out and JSU wins out in the brackets, play each other in the national title game, which will be kind of awesome. Uh, but I really don't think that that's going to happen more because of Sanford. Uh, So JSU, on their side of the bracket, they do have a bye as the third seed, and they will play the winner of Richmond and either North Carolina A&T or NCCU. you got to give North Carolina A&T the advantage, although I think North Carolina A&T was in the HBCU bowl game last year, and I'm pretty sure if they get invited to that again, they would skip the playoffs. I don't know how all that works because HBCUs in the postseason are weird. Um, but they will play the winner of either Richmond or in North Carolina A&T and NCCU. Down in the lower section of the same bracket, you've got Citadel at the sixth seed, and they're going to get the bye and play the winner of Wofford and Charleston Southern. So that's, um, that's a really tight-knit grouping there of teams. All of those from South Carolina, uh, that's pretty interesting to see, and really South Carolina should be proud of that as a state uh, because Clemson, after what happened to them last week, and what's going on in South Carolina, about all of them I'm sure right now are FCS fans. Um, so, if you know, just looking at this, I, I, you got to pick 
Wofford, I think, to get the win over Charleston Southern just because um, just because of their offense and how they're a grinded out team. And this at this time of the season, the team that runs the ball the best usually wins. Um, but Citadel, they're, they're a fantastic team. And you've got to think that Jacksonville State is going to have a time with Richmond if they play them. But I think either way, you're going to end up with a JSU Citadel matchup, which will be a really fun game uh, at home uh, because, again, Citadel has a similar type of offense um, that you would it's, – it's a very run-heavy offense, but they're good. Uh, so uh, JSU and Citadel will be a fun one to see. Uh, elsewhere in the back, elsewhere in the bracket, um, the notable matchups that you have right now, Youngstown State and Villanova in the first round will be interesting to see. Uh, you also have Chattanooga going all the way or hosting, excuse me, Maine, um, which will be an interesting one, and then Liberty and Samford uh, in the lower bracket over on the opposite side. And again, that top eight, you've got NDSU at number one, Eastern Washington at two, JSU at three. James Madison at fourth, Sam Houston State at fifth, and then Citadel at sixth, Central Arkansas seven, North Dakota eight. So you could actually have a North Dakota, North Dakota State matchup uh, in the third round based on Craig Haley's projections right now. Uh, We'll post a link to that later on. Uh, I know it's been circling all over the place, um, but right now the pairings look really good. If this is what it looks like come Sunday, I'll be pretty happy with how JSU is seated. Uh, They've got – one really other strong team, and then a couple of tough teams. Uh, but the trick is going to be what happens in the bracket above them because really any of the teams that are in the upper half of that bracket could win that side. You've got Eastern Washington Central Arkansas, both fantastic teams. South Dakota State beat North Dakota State. Villanova, Youngstown State, and San Diego all in the same bracket. That's a tough bracket. So whoever comes out of that is going to be good. Um, so – With all that said, though, folks, again, we do want to thank you for listening in this weekend. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not going to be on campus this weekend. I've just got too much going on right now. Um, But I will definitely be watching, and we'll definitely um, be live-tweeting this game, doing commentary and stuff throughout the game. So if you haven't checked us out yet on social, look us up at either Facebook or Twitter.com forward slash Cocky Nation. Of course, check us out on our main website, CockyNation.com. That's where we post all the news. Uh, We post our podcast there. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. So just look for Cocky Nation in there, and you're going to find us. Please subscribe or recommend it to your friends. Um, We appreciate it. And until next time, folks, we're looking forward to a big win. Stay cocky.